0: Welcome to The Spiritual Awakener, where you'll hear everyday people's stories of their awakening moments that led them to work with you, the collective. Now here's your host, Susan Kennard. Hi, and welcome to The Spiritual Awakener podcast. I'm so glad that you're here today listening to us, because this is a moment in time when we all need to listen to our own inner guidance. The Spiritual Awakener is a podcast where I get to interview really cool people who are walking the talk, they're really living their life, as I do, as a channel for spirit, but living the human existence that we all... I can't wait to introduce you to my next lovely guest, because I actually got to know her just a little while ago. I've been following her, looking at her, checking out her stuff, realizing what an amazing channel she was... So I decided to have a session with her and then I invited her on my podcast because I felt that you would really benefit from the love that she gives and the incredible channel that she is. So please welcome Anna Luray to my podcast, The Spiritual Awakener. Anna Luray, thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited thank to have you. you and your team. <laughs>
1: we're excited to be here too. And, you know, I just love working with you, Susan. So this is exciting
0: and I love what yeah. we're going to chat about and, And hi, (laughs) I'm excited to have you here. And as I said before, before we we, um, started recording, usually these podcasts are about half an hour, but who knows what will happen in the world of spirit? Whatever they want to come through and give us today will come through, right? So I like to ask my guests: you know, was there a specific or pivotal moment in your life that led you? To be who you are today, you know. I know we have many, and I know we have these awakenings. But would you say that there was a story that you had that would really pinpoint it? Oh, absolutely! It's still sort
1: of the strongest point, if I remember my journey. But I'm just going to back it up a little wee bit because there's a piece that sort of follows. When I started waking up, I was an atheist. Oh my goodness! Oh yeah, like I I went. I didn't see that. I mean, I grew up in the church. Uh, you know, at a Presbyterian church and all of that kind of stuff. But I didn't do communion and I just ignored. I reached a point in my life early in my teens where I was like, I don't believe any of this. And I can remember saying out loud, if there's a God, you show me or I'm done. And the mm-hmm. funny thing is, I remember, I don't know what it was that I was shown, but I ignored it all and just went mm-hmm. into complete disbelief
0: for many years in my life.
1: And so I had nothing to do with any of that stuff.
0: Wow. Um, and I was confirmed into the church And I had to do the whole communion thing And it never sat with me But it was the thing you just did And I'm sure if you're listening to this Many of you may have been in that situation Whatever religion it was And you just kind of go along with it And, and that's a beautiful segue later on To what is happening in the world You know and just to say if you're listening to this you may be listening on Apple or any other podcast platform or you may be watching this as well on the YouTube or across Facebook and we're actually recording this on the 14th of July 2021 so unless you've been in a coma for the last year and a half you'll know that there has been an amazing okay. shift going on in the planet <laughs> anyway go ahead Al-Laray, tell yeah. us your story so what happened
1: was, I don't know if I bought it or someone gave me a book called Back the Celestine Prophecy. Oh, yeah. And yeah, you know, and people say it's not true or it doesn't really matter. But what it did, it started the piece in it that started for me was the coincidences. Yes. And they're all in the book that them all on their first journey. And what happened is I started seeing coincidences in my life. And of course, the more I looked, the more I saw. Yeah. And that's where things started opening. And what that led me to is I was unemployed at that point in my life. I had left my job and I didn't know what I was going to do. It was the summer 2002. And friends called me and said, we think you need to go to this retreat. And I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. And I was really just starting to awaken up and a two week silent retreat. The teacher was coming from Australia Mm -hmm. and it was, I live in Canada and it Mm -hmm. was about a day's drive from where I was. So it was outside of Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Mm -hmm. And I looked at it and, no nah. it was like hmm. and then when i read the whole details i had shivers go down my whole body just electricity and back then that would happen for me for divine truth so yeah. it was my marker back then now mm-hmm. they don't need to knock me on the head so much and so i'm like oh okay so
0: with- but it's a good point i'm um, just one sec cuz if you're listening to this and you feel you know you sometimes get those shivers or you feel this sense of energy running through you then it could be that just as Anna Lorai says you know this was her indication that could be your indication Mm. yeah and the
1: interesting thing was when I looked to register I was I had been unemployed you know and it was going to be the end of my money if I went And then my money wasn't lasting the next six months. I was done in eight weeks. So it was this, I don't know where I found this leap of faith.
0: Okay. Wow. Do you know what? We've been there. I've been there. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: And so I signed up, I went, and it was silent. Well, i'm never silent you know i'm a channel i'm I, you yeah. know and i like to talk but i knew i had to go so i don't know no when i go all my friends and family think i'm absolutely nuts okay yeah. and i've never meditated <laughs> and i'm going on and they probably day. still do think you're nuts as mine do <laughs> 14-day silent meditation retreat so we get there and you know whole series it was it didn't end up being silent the teacher was latino so she could never be silent but the one of the things that i'll tell you two quick pieces that happened in it so in these it was about day three i'd never meditated i didn't know anything i mean anything and on day three day about day three you know we'd come out of meditation all i do was fall asleep Right. There were 12 of us and the teacher and they were all much older and had been in the spiritual business. They were healers and readers from New York city and all over the U S and they were the first wave of people who were doing all this. And I knew nothing. And they'd come out and they'd say, well, I went to this ship and I saw this being, and and I'm like, they're crazy. I'm with a bunch of crazy people. What if I, (laughs) (laughs) and I would just fall asleep. So I went to bed on that night and I said out loud and I now know when I say things out loud to be really, aware I said if I don't have an experience I'm leaving tomorrow and driving home okay because I'm with a bunch of Looney Tunes so we go into meditation the next morning and we lay down and we're going to some place I've never heard of
0: something called Lemuria okay like, and yeah well obviously we know who what Lemuria is now yes, but at the time we yes. wouldn't have done yeah mm. no and
1: all I know so we do this meditation And I'm conscious during it. And I hear my voice as we're coming out of meditation. I hear myself speaking out loud. And I know it's not in my head. I'm actually speaking. And I'm saying, I have my tail again. I have my tail again. (laughs) I have a full memory of being a mermaid.
0: Oh, my God. And I'm like, whoa. Oh, even as I sit
1: now, the hair on my arm is standing. And it wasn't a dream. I was fully conscious and I knew the difference. And I'm like, Oh, my God, I'm crazy, too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. so the next several days I went in and out of experiences. Some I slept through, some I didn't. It was, you know, and then what I here's the pivotal point that was the most to this day, the most profound experience I've ever had with spirit. And I've had many. It was the full moon. And we went into meditation in the morning. We were laying down and we were doing clearing on the heart chakras or something. And I don't remember the meditation piece at yeah. all. I just remember partway through we're laying on the floor and I'm literally physically pinned to the floor. And there was all, it's like it's raining in the room, like raindrops falling on you, but it's light. And I am being showered with light beyond anything mm-hmm. I've, ever experienced and I'm laying there and the closest thing I can explain it to would be an orgasm through your whole physical body everywhere mm-hmm. and I am just I can't move and I hear you know when you hear down the tunnel I hear down the tunnel my teacher say okay come back now it's yeah. back mm-hmm. All, mm-hmm. but it's so far away yeah and I can't move and nor do I want to
0: yeah.
1: and so I'm laying there and They're all I can hear the people in the room starting to get up and move. And I'm just in full ecstasy, in full bliss. Like I've never ever experienced like it just makes me want to cry. It was so amazing. And then all of a sudden I kind of hear the teacher stop, stop, sit back down. Something's happening with NLRI. And so it continues. And I can't move. They're just and bliss nothing. Oh yeah. It was just waves and waves and rainfalls and storms of of light into my body and then finally I could move I could open my eyes and move my fingers but it's still coming in and then eventually I was able to sit up and that's all I could do and they're all waiting and I went like this because we're in a circle and so now everybody's sitting like this and so they all come closer and we hold hands and the whole light went through the whole group twice and everyone in the room felt it as they touched me and the circle went. So we then broke for lunch and I could hardly move. Like I had to have someone help. me. And one of the girls wanted to come and hug me. And, you know, she got about two meters, two and a half meters away, eight feet. And she, I could feel the energy not even allow her come near me. And she tried twice and she's like, oh, it's so strong. I can't come near you. And then one other person tried and I felt the energy kind of push them back and not even let them near me. Yeah. And it was the most profound. It really was for me the pivotal point that really started me. Such an awakening,
0: right? Such an awakening.
1: And I realized that guides told me later that. I was an empty cup, so I hadn't done anything that life in terms of spirituality. I hadn't read any spiritual books, you know, celestial prophecy. I hadn't played with crystals. I hadn't done anything. So everyone else was a full cup that they have to empty. And that really started. How old were you? What was Um, your age? um, I was in my,
0: I want to say I was in my 30s, my late 30s. Do you have been your early? Because oh, wait, Saturn I return, you. the Saturn Return is like 27 to 32, if I'm right. And I was 27 when oh. I had my awakening. I was about 27, obviously I'm 51 now. So it was about 27. And it's people, astrologers that I've spoken to have said between that sort of age and 32 or something, it's a really okay. pivotal time. Well, let mm. me see.
1: You know what? I can tell you how old I was because I, I was 44. So, you know, I had the year
0: it happened. So I was 44. So it was late mm. for me. That was late. Yeah. Because when I was 27, I had not the same experience, but something where you have no control over it, literally. And if I'm not going to go into the full experience here, but episode one of my podcast, tells my story, you know, so later on, perhaps go back and have a listen to episode one, if you're listening to this now. And essentially it is the moment when I was an empty cup as well, because I was a psychologist and you know, I didn't definitely was not into anything. It, so I liked the moon and that was about it really. And so I think I was an empty cup. And that was a really interesting thing that you said there, because, you know, it's almost like a blank canvas, the yes. spirit to come in and work through you. That's really interesting because I would think that there are many people at the moment in this world that are this blank canvas. And this leads us a bit later on to talk about Ascension, but it could be that many people, when they're listening to this now and other i are stories that maybe this is going to really ring true for them. Yeah. And who knows what's going on in, in the world for other people at the moment, but That is such an incredible story because you have no idea, did you? I mean, you know, there was a massive leap of faith. You went there. You had no idea. I was the same with doing Transcendental Meditation. I had no idea how I was going to pay for it. I was drawn to it. And that was a massive opening for me. So, you know, so all of these things happen to us. Synchronicity is... If you listen to this and you have synchronicities, then 100% you're being guided. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. And the interesting thing that happened in, is that, you know, from this experience, you know, we set up what they called she called then a pod, and we were working together for the next year. And I was going to be one of the assistant pod or looking after the group. And we had to we were supposed to meditate podder. on.
0: A podder, you could have been. Yeah,
1: podder. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what I'll be really honest with people here so is that you know and we always did the full moon and you did the three days before and the three days after and the full moon because that was critical and I couldn't meditate so even though I'd done this I would go in every full moon the three days you know the seven days and I would sit there and I would close my eyes and I would meditate and I think okay it must be an hour now I'd open my eyes I'd have been two minutes okay yeah. I couldn't and I would try and try and try no matter what I did because I'd chatter chatter, chatter because. I was a businesswoman, I, you know, worked in HR. I solved problems, you in know, in your left right, brain, in
0: your analytical yeah. analytical. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And mm-hmm. it one day, I think we're about a year in, you know, was still trying. You know, I don't know how I was so persistent that, you know, and so patient with it. And I got up and I thought, OK, yeah, I've been 10 minutes. Oh, well, I tried. And I looked up and I'd been in an hour. So I realized I'd finally gotten in. And by that time, the second retreat was coming around. So I did several retreats. And that's where on the third retreat, she looked at me at the break, my the same teacher and said, "Okay, you're channeling the next. I'm like, no, I'm not. You know, you are. And so that's, you know, I had no intention of doing any of this. I was just going to learn about me and it propelled me. But my life is all about spirit now. It's my business. I met my husband that way. We found our house. It's how I
0: live my life like you do. And I can't imagine it any other way. No, but I don't know about you. I mean, I was a little bit younger when I had my awakening, but I know the thought of the responsibility at the time that when you know who you are in the sense of a soul, having a human experience and it's love, like there's nothing else that came with quite a responsibility. Because you couldn't be unkind, not that I necessarily want to be, you couldn't be unkind, you couldn't do anything that was not very nice, because instantly the reflection would be there. And it was so interesting, and the responsibility of knowing who you were, and actually in those days, which was the late 80s, 90s, people just didn't talk about it. Whereas now we can talk about it freely and people understand what we're talking about. But at the time, I couldn't really do that. You know, it depends on when people are in the world awakening, you know, depending on how they can step out of the spiritual closet or not, you know. <laughs> yeah.
1: It was interesting because, you know, when you say that, I had an experience that was really kind of eye opening just two years ago. I, Lived and worked in Moscow for eight years in Russia during all the changes. And I wasn't awake at all there. I mean, at all. And I happened to meet what was a good friend of mine at the time in Moscow. And he was a Cypriot and he was working in Moscow. We were really good buddies and we hung out a lot. And, you know, we were each other's wingmen. and such. Mm -hmm. Anyway, he came to one of my spiritual events because it was in the Netherlands and he was there. And I hadn't seen him in years. And I overheard him talking about me with a group of people and it was really interesting because you talk about kindness and I thought that I had changed so much with my spiritual awakening and he's I heard him say oh no she's always been this loving she's always been ever since I know her she was so kind and loving and you know I was kind of like oh you know so mm-hmm. it was this kind of surprise to me to hear
0: his That's perspective. You know, and I think inherently everybody is, right? I really, truly believe that we're born that because it's who we are inherently and it's only the environment and circumstances and fear and trauma that leads us to make choices that perhaps aren't from a loving place, really. Yeah. So, and right, we go on the summits together, don't we? We're on different shows and, you know, we're interviewed quite a lot on these and we have... You help the collective. But would you say that at the moment, you know, we're in this space of right in the ascension? Should we talk a bit about the ascension? Because I know there's quite a lot of different thoughts around what that is. Should we talk about what ascension is? Yeah. For me, what I, the word we use, we being my
1: guides, all of them use, we call it the great awakening. It's the yeah. same thing as the ascension, but I know ascension is a more common term and we call it the great awakening and
0: mm.
1: you know it's been happening it been gearing up for some time and yeah. my guides really tell me that we're in the midst of it right now we're in the
0: thick of it but it's not what people think it is it's showing me sort of like you know clairvoyantly showing me sort of almost like one of those tornadoes but like a small one and it's just like we're in the middle of that tornado coming towards us, but in a space of nothing to fear, you know, it's kind of interesting how that's coming across.
1: Yeah. So the thing that came up recently that I thought was really interesting is the guides talked about how what people thought it was going to be.
0: So people
1: thought, you know, and I know people probably, I, I was one of them, and, you know, that what we hoped it would be is that the angels appear and you see the ships and the Syrians and the Venusians and the Lyrians and the Arcturians and everybody else we know comes to Earth and all of humanity goes, oh, you're not crazy. And all of humanity goes, we're not alone. And, you know, the school systems change and the debt's erased. The planet moves into peace, you know, like that's, I think, the vision that many of us have held. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: so recently, you know, the guide said, hey, guys, this isn't what it looks like. Mm -hmm. And I know that's been really hard for people. The same thing in 2012 when people felt, you know, something was going to happen. And then.
0: And 2011. It was like 2011, I think, was coming up and then 2012. And then it was like, oh, when is this actually going to happen? And there are quite a few channels that say, well, what's when is it happening? But we both feel, don't we? And we spoke about this before we actually started recording. We both feel that we're actually in it, <laughs> like we're in it. And it is a massive awakening within. It you is. know, We had to go within, right? We had yeah. to physically go within our homes and so on. But we actually also had to go within, didn't we? Yeah. It's yeah. the stuff my guys
1: talk about. It's really right now the process is remembering who you are on exactly. all levels not who you are as a human who you are as a soul as a being yes. of light and it's mm-hmm. not about remembering your past lives or even your gifts the critical piece here is it's about remembering the oneness that we are I
0: always say it's like <laughs> the unified field of light that we are one aren't we you yes. know you are me I am you we are everything and that's a hard thing but sometimes it's just pause that for a moment because when we think that we are the government, we are those <laughs> not showing us kindness, let's just say, not us personally, but the collective. We are everything. That is a hard one for sometimes for all of us to understand, because we might not see ourselves as the UK government. I don't really want to be known as Boris, to be honest, you know, but Trump at the time. It's more about the soul's essence. And I remember um Saying to my children many years ago because so I have two children 13 and 12 and I remember saying to them those everyone in those cars is a light exactly like you so when we get in our car we're a light and they're a light and we're all the same and we're just all driving down the road together and I tried to help them to remember and they've obviously been brought up with this anyway <laughs> remembering who they are but it is that incredible light isn't it that we are and we take off this jacket underneath is just the complete knowing of unconditional love and why we came. And then you put the jacket on and the hood and everything. And, you know, and it's like, Oh no, I have a physical body. Oh my goodness. I couldn't possibly do that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and that's when we start to forget who we are, don't we? You know, like when the jacket goes on. So yeah, it is a great awakening. Definitely. It's been
1: so interesting because, you know, it's not what we thought. It's not what we want it to be but that's not our choice what we want yeah. to be or how we think it should be when we're working with the guides often and we're bringing love and light into the planetary mm-hmm. grids they say keep your expectations out of it you know you think it should be this Uh, uh-uh. you're coming from this human standpoint of this really small perspective and you're not like this and yeah. you have to
0: trust you really have to trust and such a th- key isn't it trust such oh, a key you know really? and also living in the moment and that's you know one of the hardest things I think for people to to live in the moment and you know right, as you were when you, you stepped to you know into your leap of faith and you lived in the moment and said I'll spend that money on a retreat that I didn't even you know wanted to go on let's say yeah. and you stepped in the moment I very rarely plan. You know, obviously, we've got things happening. I've got things happening in September, and you have as well. And we have all these things. But I find it, you know, an interesting thing to plan my diary. Yeah. Because it's almost like, well, we do that. But actually, the timelines change all the time. And we have to go with those timelines. Now, I'm supposed to be in Hawaii teaching in November. Uh huh. At the moment, We can't go out of the UK. So he knows what's going to happen. So we just have to live in the present moment of trust. And I think trust that you just said, Anna Lari, is the key thing for us all. Protected it and trust.
1: Yeah, it is a critical piece. And I would say, especially for people like you and I who channel, if you can't come to this space of absolute trust, then you can't really do it. Because me, if you're going to channel and you have to be able to hold a love vibration, you know, there's lots out there that bring through information, but Mm -hmm. you need to be able to bring through the love, the love and light Mm
0: -hmm. and the clarity and I'll be honest. And I'll to be- surrender, to surrender to it as well. Get out of the way. Yeah, to get out of the way of it instead of getting involved with it. Just like let it yeah. go and let, the let love it come, come through. Let it come yeah. through. Because I don't want
1: my perception filters interfering, yeah. you know, so yeah. I have to get out of the way so that I can be a clear channel. And yes. but all of us, whether you channel or not, it's really about – Having that faith and that trust in spirit and in yeah. your guides and in your inner voice and inner self that you know, because you'll always feel it, you yes. can feel the truth, you mm-hmm. can feel Feel the vibrations of love. And if you start to live your life day to day, more in what it feels like, Mm. rather than what the news is telling you or social media is telling you, it really is a guiding force in this time of awakening. Because Mm. right now, there's so much contradictory information out there and
0: we're being bombarded and... And discerning as well. Like, you know, I spoke to you about this personally, didn't I? But, you know, the discernment that... We there's almost like um, discernment now with spiritual teachers as well. And this is not to judge anyone at all, but just to say, well, actually, does that book resonate with you? Does that person resonate with you? Do you feel even they may be saying exactly what you think, but does the feeling and the vibration resonate with you? And I think that's what I talk to my groups about. I say, look, if this resonates with you, if this feels right, go for it. If it doesn't feel right, then it's either not the right vibrational match or it's not the right time or something like that. And I think we are discerning between who we feel drawn to be connected to. Whereas before it would just be, well, there's the spiritual people and they're a bit funny and weird. And then there's people that aren't spiritual at all. And there's obviously the religious, and that's another section of society. But now it's a huge amount of people that are speaking the spiritual message. And now I think we're having to discern, you know, because some spiritual teachers are promoting the fear, which yeah. obviously is not what this is all about. is it?
1: Thank you for that word, fear, because that's one of the things that I've learned is that always If you're really working with beings of great light and the highest frequencies, there's never any fear. It's not about fear. Sometimes there might be a warning or, you know, and for my guides, it's always your choice. They always honor whatever you choose because it's your experience, but sometimes they'll recommend, but there's never fear. It's never about manipulation or fear. It's always about free will, about choice, and they lay out the choices. And they may say, you know, we would recommend this, but it's your choice. And when I hear spiritual teachers or channeling that are all in fear, I'm like, okay, no, 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 no. This just doesn't resonate. It doesn't resonate. And if you can't feel the truth and the love in it, then I always wonder, you know, what it is. I read something from a channel. Someone sent me something and I don't read a lot of other spiritual material, because really from my guide standpoint, I don't want to be prejudiced about what else is out there. So that I just, so when I bring stuff through,
0: It does come into our experience, doesn't it? It does come in like little bits and pieces do come in. Yeah.
1: But what happened is it was really interesting. I was reading this article and then there was this whole paragraph or this channeling and I'm, and my whole body, I'm like, Oh my gosh, this part, this isn't true at all. This is absolute not true yeah and i'm like wow how could someone do this and i assume that they don't know that it isn't true that they are bringing absolutely information that is not that's never yeah. their intention to bring through no but, but it's been spread
0: out there and people see spiritual and they think it means correct and mm-hmm. it doesn't Mm, absolutely and it doesn't and it's the same with religion you know religion has had its place and and it really helps people with identity or it it did help people with identity and that's really important but there's obviously lots of different ways of looking at that as well and it's like you discern don't you like do you believe in that does that resonate now I think you know if we help people with something here and I it's to really come into your heart space And so if you feel drawn to go on a course or you feel drawn to have a session with someone, come into your heart space first Mm -hmm. and feel it and feel it feels right, because your heart and your soul is never, ever going to misguide you. If you do something from a place of fear, I have to do this, I have to do that. You know, I'm told to do this, so I should do it. You know where I'm going with this, right? If you do it from a place (laughs) of fear, then... Or somebody else's fear, the guides are just saying. So it was somebody else's fear. If you do it from somebody else's perception of what you should do as well, is a fear as well, then that's never a time to make a choice.
1: And let's be honest, when we make choices out of fear, and we've all done them throughout our life. Oh, you yeah. know, we've all done that. Whole planet's doing it right now, right? Mm-hmm. We're, choices are being made out of fear. But nine out of 10 times, 99% of the time, it's not the best decision for us because it's made from a space of fear. So, yeah. when you can get to that space of love and make a decision, then you're always going to be making a better decision for yourself. Exactly. So, if you're yeah. trying to make a decision right now, if you can get to, even if you can't get to a space of love, go to a space of neutrality or peace. Yeah. And
0: see. If Hands on the heart, decision. right? Yeah, come back to that heart. And That's I think it. that even if you've never, you can't meditate, doesn't matter, don't do anything just sit with your hands on your heart just yeah. for one moment. And I think just in that one moment and ask, you know, ask for guidance as well. Just say, please, like anna I did, you know, when she said, well, you're going to have to show me or else I'm not sticking around. So in your case, if you're trying to make a decision about something, and maybe it's about something about your body, maybe it's about something about, travel maybe it's about something about a workplace whatever a relationship there's a lot of that going on at the moment then just come into your heart and just say please can you help me make this choice and I think that is just a very simple thing isn't it you know to help people with yeah and I think you know with the ascension
1: one of the things I would say to people is one of the critical things in my opinion every day take even one minute if you can take three great if you can take 20 that's great too yeah. and connect to pure source light every day yeah. you know and just bring that pure source light into your body
0: every day so you're getting you think a shower? i think sometimes if people say i've got time or anything like most people have a shower every day so i always sort of encourage like well just imagine as you're having your shower that that's light and it's cleansing you Yeah, quick, like little thing, because I know what it's like, you know, when you think you need to do something, you very rarely find the time to do it. Right. So it's the same thing as you're having a shower, you're washing your physical body, but you're also cleansing your crystalline field and your aura. Yeah. You Mm. know,
1: and those simple things, you know, it used to be people would spend an hour and they'd have a routine and you don't need to do that anymore. You just don't. I've never done that. Yeah. You know, me neither. me Nine. neither Nine. <laughs> I'm not a minute the rigid rules with all of this it's like be in the moment be in the flow and mm-hmm. you know and just connect self you yeah. know connect to source and then if you the other piece is consciously connect to your highest self so it's mm-hmm. been interesting because my guides have stopped using the term higher self h-i-g-h-e-r and now they say highest so high est yeah and what are people call that your i am presence your soul your whatever they've yeah. chosen the words that are clear for everybody whatever it is now we're connecting to your highest self and we're always connected
0: yeah but we want to do it consciously to help with the remembering can you explain that to those that understand the difference between higher self guides and higher self can you explain that For me, you know, my, I love having guides and I wouldn't have
1: survived with them. And to me, my guides, most of my guides are other beings of light, enlightened ones, you may call them, some people call them ascended masters, angels, who have had experiences mostly on earth and are of higher vibrations, are in different dimensions or even above the dimensions. Mm
0: -hmm. And they
1: come through to help me. Okay. Mm -hmm. They're beings I channel. My highest self is me. It's yeah. the soul, the soul the, self, the mm. soul self, and so the mm. best person to listen to is
0: always me—is yeah. my higher self. That's um, how I would explain it. It would be like yeah. the the I am presence, which you said before. I, yeah. So the I am presence is me, mm. and then the incredible beings that we work with—you know, incredible. But it, isn't it interesting that most of us—and that's it's still okay—trust
1: outside people rather than ourselves you know so so that's why I think so many of us start with guides because we're excited to hear those other beings we're excited to hear those messages and they're a little closer usually in a vibrational space that it's easier to hear them and you know so my guides now talk about consciously connect every day so when you're doing your shower or brushing your teeth just Mm -hmm. consciously envision that light that you're connected to that is on the all the other dimensions and above all the dimensions Mm -hmm. that information and that love and light starts to flow more into the here and now for you
0: And you could just test that, you know, like in the moment I'm doing a celery, seven day celery, see what happens when you have celery first thing in the morning on an empty stomach. I'm doing that. So you could do like a seven day. If you're listening to this, you could do like a seven day. I'm going to do maybe celery if you want to, but you could do, right. Okay, so I'm going to have a shower every morning. I have my shower. I'm going to connect with that true light within me and I'm going to set that intention and I'm going to do it for seven days and I'm going to see how I feel. because those kind of things, I think we don't know what we don't know, you know, and it's kind of listening, isn't it, to our, to that part of us that gets guided. And once you get into the habit of it, I mean, I just, it's like a telephone line, isn't it? When you're talking to your guides, but when you're talking to yourself, when you're coming into your true self, that's a very different energy. And no one knows anything better than you. You know, we're channels, we're guides, we can help you, but you really do know those answers and it comes within and you've chosen an incredible time to be here. <laughs> you might not feel like it, but you've <laughs> chosen an incredible time to be here on this earth. And, you know, I always say this to people, uh, it's like, well, why would I choose that? And I'm like, why wouldn't you choose that? You know, why wouldn't you expand, you know, this incredible light that you have and show who you are in the world, you know, to help others? It's always about service without detriment to yourself. But, you know, it's always about service. Sure. I just want to, can you just say how people can get hold of you? I just want you to give your website and so on. Thank
1: you. My website is sparklesoflove.love. So you'll see all kinds of stuff on there. I've got some free meditations and we just updated my website and it's kind of funny, as I was saying to Susan, I have over a hundred recordings on there of channelings of over 70 light beings that are all current with every topic you could imagine. And then all my classes are on there and you should probably, when you go there, you'll feel the energy because it's my energetic platform, yeah. my website. That's And if they feel drawn
0: to that, so, you know, of love. Dot love. So we said, oh my goodness, beautiful. Our kitten's called Sparkle. I love the word Sparkle. Um, So if you go to that website and you go on and just feel into that energy, you may feel drawn to specific channels. and, And that might be, you know, your guide's You know, helping you decide Or it might be your I am presence Helping you decide But always sit with your heart And then just feel into it Same as when you're choosing a crystal, right? You know, so you feel into it And what can you You said, Loraya, that you're running something in September What are you running in September? Well, one of the things I do
1: as divine service for the planet is I channel the alchemy collective consciousness. And they're a group of light beings that come across time and space when a planet is awakening. And I have been doing this for eight years now, they came through completely unexpected, It was the first collective I've ever channeled. And every time a planet reaches this vibration and starts the awakening process then beings from other planets who've already done that come to be part of the alchemy and we do free global meditations every tuesday we alternate morning and evening they're on our website the alchemycollective.org but once or twice a year and we'll go back to twice a year we have a a spiritual retreat for a week And this one's in Canada because we can't travel, and only Canadians can come with us live. But the rest is online, and it's five full days of meditation and divine service for the planet. But it's for people; you get huge, huge, huge energetic shifts and upgrades for yourself. But we we do our biggest planetary work there, and Alchemy are really quiet about it, so we never publish what is done. We never; they just go in and do it, and You know, you can be part of
0: that, part of that big transformation.
1: They're asking me to share one piece. We don't. We've shared it once publicly, so I guess (laughs) it's it's like okay. It's it's all you have to do. You have to say it. So, in our last big gathering, which was a year and a half ago, when everybody else on the planet was looking the other way and there was all Mm -hmm. kinds of stuff going on, we did this tremendous work, and they brought in the highest timeline for planet earth and they anchored it in so it could never be changed so nothing could prevent everything what was planned you know in this the divine, coming, yeah. yeah the divine timeline so um what other beings want the divine timeline was mm.
0: so the highest our reception level. went a little bit there but we i did hear what you said and it was nothing to prevent this timeline the highest potential timeline because obviously timelines are you know things We have to raise our consciousness, don't we To help the planet raise its consciousness But that sounds amazing So people can get hold of you there on your website And they can also find out about that Treat They can join you for free each Tuesday Is that right? Meditation, they find all that on your website. I know that you're across social media as well. <laughs> you know, we're on social media, of course, at this point in time. Who knows what will happen in the future with the social media? We will see. What else do I want to say? Because so we're coming to an end because the reason why I'm coming to an end is because i feeling that what I would really love, if this feels right to your team, this is what I'm being guided to do, is to really give my community that are listening, not long, but just one minute of uh, some guidance, of uh, channeling how we can help the collective at this time.
1: I knew I was supposed to do what I'm going to do. And yeah. I will probably be in just a minute or two is I'm going to bring in the diamond light. And that is what they yeah. call Ascension energy waves. They yeah. carry the codes of remembrance of who you are at all levels. And when we've
0: done that, what we're going to do, so if you're listening, just so you know, we're going to do that and then we're going to close. OK, so please get in contact with our website, sparksoflove.love. And this will be across all social media. So, you know, if you've missed this, just listen to it again and can't wait to connect with you another time on the spiritual waking up podcast okay so all right let's hold the space for these incredible and if you could tell us who's coming in as well yeah
1: so just close your eyes everybody and just feel now as we bring in pure source light and i'm going to bring in the alchemy collective consciousness greetings beloved ones we are the alchemy And it is our pleasure and honor to be present with the Susan one and all of you this day. And the diamond lights are what you call the next wave of ascension energies. They carry the codes of remembrance of who you are on all levels. And so we shall begin with the base light, which is white. And see or feel now as we bring the white diamond light down into your soul star chakra and down into your crown, into your third eye. And this white diamond light begins to saturate the brain, the amygdalas coating the fear center, the pineal and pituitary glands the optic nerves, and it flows down the neck to the throat chakra and across your shoulders and down all the way to the fingertips. And feel as this white diamond light moves into the higher heart and into the heart space. And it fills the heart chakra and moves into the solar plexus and into all of the organs of the body. It moves in and saturates the nervous system and all the muscles, the skeleton, and all the body systems. That's the energetic systems down into the sacral and root chakra into the reproductive organs. And we share with you, beloved ones, normally we do this in a much slower pace, but we just want to give you a taste and support you these days as this white diamond light continues to flow down the legs. And the Susan one asked for words to assist people. And what we would say is very simple to support humanity and the Great Awakening, to support Mother Gaia. What we would simply say is be kind to one another, to be gentle with the self and gentle with Gaia. But this kindness is so critical in these difficult times. And the other thing we would say is to stay out of judgment. To remember everyone has their own story, their own journey. And you are all love. We invite you to join us on Tuesdays or listen to our recordings to be part of this divine service and to receive these beautiful gifts in your own awakening. We are the alchemy and I'm just going to remind everyone to drink lots of water
0: Thank you so much that was absolutely beautiful Oh I'm just tingling (laughs) So I really felt it as well I was really in that so I'm sure if you're listening to this or watching it you can feel that light flow within you I can hardly speak. It's my guys. <laughs> really, <Yeah>. really, really, really <laughs> close. Very, very close to me. Can you see it? It's like, can you see the energy? They're like, <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> cool. stepped, stepped right in. Like, it's back a bit. Come back. Yeah, that's better. Okay, so thank you so much, LRI. It's been an absolute pleasure. I have absolutely loved every moment of our conversation and I'm sure that my listeners have as well. Thank you so much for being on Spiritual Awakening. Oh. Thank you so much for having me. This has been fun. much love to you. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. See you very soon. Thanks for listening to The Spiritual Awakener and being a part of our conversation. If you've enjoyed the show, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get great information at susankunard.co.uk.